Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. Our guest today is Pepe Zhao, creator, founder, and the voice behind Bao Bao Learns Chinese, an interactive soundbook for children, their parents, and caregivers. She believes that children everywhere can learn Mandarin Chinese. Born and raised in Shanghai, she currently lives in Brooklyn, New York. Pepe is a mom, wife, daughter, board member, and full-time employee at Facebook. Wow. Welcome, Pepe. Thanks so much, Carol Ann. I really appreciate you inviting me onto your podcast. Well, we're very excited to have you. And I guess to start out, kind of, why don't you let our listeners know what inspired you to create Bao Bao Learns Chinese? Yeah, wonderful. So I created a series of books. They're essentially present play books to teach kids Mandarin Chinese two and a half years ago when I first became a new new mom to my son Miles Seville. And what I realized is that I really wanted him to learn my native tongue, which is Chinese and、uh, English at the same time. But there weren't a lot of good resources and good books out there to teach him that. And I didn't want to put a screen in front of his little teeny tiny face just yet. So I thought there's a gap out there. There's nothing like this in in America. And by the way, it's actually pretty popular in Asia. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna fill the hole and fill the gap. I'm gonna create a product I really want to see for my son to use, but also for other babies and other children to to learn Mandarin. And that was two and a half years ago. And now we're about to launch seven different books <laughs> this year、wow. to really expand the line. So Babal in Chinese is only the Mandarin sort of family of the books. We're rounded out with a third book there, but we're also gonna do Spanish, three books under Spanish and three books under English. So altogether, we already have examples coming from the manufacturer for Spanish versions. So it's actually Coco learns Spanish. It's a Chihuahua slash Corgi dog, super cute, super awesome. And then the last line will just be more around English, which is learning songs, etc. But the idea is very simple, and the through line basically is that we have a very precious few years in babies, in newborns. Sort of trajectory to help them acquire a language without accents, and it's such a short window. And my firm believes that babies everywhere can learn multiple languages, and we see this happening a lot in Europe, where folks speak multiple languages in Asia, etc. But I think in America, there's a huge need and thirst for language acquisition, and what better way to do it than starting them young and Doing it via a modality that is really great for babies and kids, which is press and play. You know, they get that control, they get that tactile sort of nature of things, and they get to see the book. And of course, with the caretakers looking at the book, looking at the pronunciation guides, and be able to sing it along with their babies. Like, how beautiful is that? <laughs> I certainly derive a lot of enjoyment. As someone who has an 11-month-old、yeah. whose husband family speaks Spanish, I will definitely be checking out these books. I, <laughs> I love that. I'm trying、Listen、to learn to that. Spanish with her right now. <laughs> amazing! That's so wonderful. <laughs> well, I I mean, this sounds amazing, obviously, and it, it's great that you're doing this. But this is obviously not your full-time job, and with such a demanding schedule, how have you found the time to create such an amazing project? 
<laughs> it's funny. I don't have, and just I'm being very honest with your audience and with you, is that I, I don't have a great work-life balance. It's definitely work-life integration, particularly now with COVID. I, I do find myself working around the clock quite a bit. But, you know, this is my passion project. This is how I feel like I can flex my CEO muscle. And this is how I feel I can best deliver my value and my legacy to the world. So needless to say, because it's such a passion, I, I just do it naturally. I find the time. So oftentimes you were seeing, you can ask my husband about this, <laughs> like nine o'clock, <laughs> nine to sort of midnight is when I work on Bao Bao, whether it's talking with my manufacturer in China, you know, talking with a shipper, with logistics, or working with my designer in Armenia, my musicians in Brooklyn, New York. Like I feel like I'm answering people's questions when they come in on Amazon or I'm running like the profit margin analysis on the back end. So I love in a way Facebook, that's my day job. I run a social good program there, essentially running another startup that's a nonprofit startup for about the past two and a half years, creative programs on the ground up. I feel like my true nature is as a builder. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've been in the corporate world for about 20 years now. And I, I love what I do at Facebook. It's an environment that I thrive. I enjoy in fast moving pace. Allows me to help people and underserved job seekers as well as small businesses through my program. But ultimately, when I think about my legacy and when I think about what is the one thing, the unique value prop that I can deliver to the world? I think it's actually through Bao Bao learns Chinese and Coco learns Spanish and soon to Astro learns English. Like all of that will come about yeah. by the end of the year. And I'm just super thrilled to be sharing this with moms around the world. Our books have been picked up in 45 countries. We've sold numerous, numerous copies. I've gotten a lot of good athletes coming from parents and caretakers. And that is sort of my turbo engine and rocket ship, the fuel in my rocket ship, working really late night. But to me, it's a, I don't know, I mean, slow when I'm working on Bao Bao and Coco. I, I don't feel it's a chore. I, I love working on, on it. But you just got to find the time, whether it's early morning or late night, and be able to balance with the other aspects and responsibilities of your life. Yeah, and I think it's so, I think there are many listeners, including myself, who it's refreshing yeah. to hear you be so honest, because I think all of us do realize it's pretty quickly. It's a life work integration, more than a balance when you're trying to work full time and have kids and then doing side projects like you are. <laughs> Did, have you ever had any struggles or doubts while you were building Bao Bao? You know, times where you said, maybe I can't do this or this one's not going to get published or anything like that? Yeah, of course, all the time. I'll be lying if I said I didn't. Honestly, selling on Amazon is a new skill for me. But what is new, though, which is a lot of aspects of running this company, I've been crafting for the past 20 years, whether it's marketing, selling, whether it's distribution, whether it's online marketing, digital marketing, social media, like that, I have it down. But what was really new to me was e-commerce and selling on this really big behemoth of a platform called Amazon FBA, stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. And that whole publishing side is also very new. So how do I get a product and from an idea to execution to go-to-market strategy? Like all of that, I had to figure out on my own. And the best companion resource and the learning platform that I had was YouTube. <laughs> so like for about good, I don't know, three months, I, I was listening. And every time I'm brushing my teeth, I'm listening to a SBA guru on, you know, about Amazon on YouTube talking about how to set up their listings, how to contact and manufacturers on Alibaba, how to create shipment notices in, in the platform, et cetera. So 
all of that, I bring it up to say it is a teachable skill set. It is something that you can self-teach and self-learn at your own pace. Rome wasn't building one day, and I certainly had baby steps when it comes to learning, and I had many failures, many, many failures. Like my listing was pulled one day, or people gave me bad reviews that it was targeted by Chinese manufacturers, or one day, you know, my my shipment went into LA and being saying that it's a counterfeit or it's like drug related, or I'm like, what what's happening, right? But the beautiful <laughs> thing about being an entrepreneur is that we are constant problem solvers, right? So we are here every day. That's a new challenge, a new problem. But it's really exciting for me to be able to say like, no one in the world has done this before. I know my skill set. I know what I'm good at, what I'm not so good at. I'm going to outsource the things I'm not good at and focus on the things I'm really good at. And then be able to, you know, tackle the problems like roadblock by roadblock. And I feel for your audience, those budding entrepreneurs or those entrepreneurs who are doing it right now, it's not news to you guys that with entrepreneurs and what people don't talk about is the 99% that fail. And at the core of it, like we're survivors, you know, I feel like the ones that are doing it now are people who are able to be resilient, who are able to pivot fast and, and quickly, who are able to take responsibilities when we fail. But ultimately, the ones who survive, the ones who are the standing businesses that, that you see around and in the growing. Yeah, no, that's great. I feel almost silly asking you this last question because you've given so much advice already, but we'd love to end our podcast by always asking our, our participants, what advice would you give to maybe the mom who's listening, who's working full time, busy with kids and considering following their dreams or doing their passion? What's some advice you might give to them to kind of encourage them to follow that? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think for me, and this is something I work on every day, so I don't have it figured out, but I'm going to give this as an advice. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more self-love and self-forgiveness. It is okay that you don't have the next big great idea cooked up yet. I did Bao Bao Lun Chinese when I was 39. You know, I was, you know, now I'm 41. So it's like, it's okay if you don't know the next great American novel like in your head just yet. Like I'm a firm believer there's an age and time for everything. I think what's important is you giving yourself some grace and self, self, self-love. I feel a lot of women have wearing so many hats and it's very taxing as is already. So the more self-love you can shift to, your, to yourself, the, the better. So for me, I'm actively working on how do I quiet my mind a little bit more? I get about 200 emails on a daily basis on Facebook. I get manufacturing contacting me at 1 a.m., right? Like I get pinged left and right. I have a three-year-old. I have an amazing husband I want to cultivate a relationship with. I want. I have friends that I want to keep in touch with, right? So there's a lot of demand on my time. I think one of the things I'm working on is simply by saying like, all right, Pepe, like, what do you need? <laughs> like checking with myself, like, how do I feel loved and cared for at this moment so I'm not frazzled, so I'm not talking 500 miles an hour, so I don't feel this constant drone of anxiety in the background, right? It's a, it's a real challenge. It's a real thing that every one of us faces right now. So I think just be kinder to yourself, like just knowing like money will come, they will go, like ideas will come, entrepreneurs, empires will come and they will go, like, and, and that's okay no matter where you are getting in touch with yourself and knowing that you're doing the best you can. And it's okay, no matter where you are, it's good enough. 
be an entrepreneur is just another hat and you will come and you will go. I will be proud of this and someday maybe I will sell it. Someday maybe it's a legacy, you know, product that my children are going to take on, but it really is temporary in the wrong scheme of things. Try to quiet your mind, try to really own yourself and knowing what you need is so important. And it's a lifelong journey. Every day we get to practice and an opportunity to do it better the next day. And yeah, so I'm grateful for this opportunity to be alive at this time to be alive right now where things are so democratized that, you know, technology is at your fingertips that if I have an idea, I can make it happen. And so it's such a thrilling time. And I think what we need to do and to operate on as women and as human beings is to be more centered, right? And to be more grounded and to be knowing thyself a little bit more. Yeah, I think that advice is just so important to hear. No matter how often it's told to us, I think, especially as women, it's just such a great reminder. Pepe, we can't thank you enough. I was shaking my head in agreement many times during this podcast. (laughs) I know our listeners really appreciated you giving your time when you do have so much going on just to, you know, remind them of how important it is to trust themselves and just enjoy the moment. So thank you so much. Anytime. Thank you so much for your audience for listening to me. I I really appreciate you all. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.